This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, local talent on display uh, at our beautiful Dunedin Botanic Garden. That, what, that's what we can look forward to when A Midsummer Night's Dream is produced and performed by Dunedin Summer Shakespeare from the 3rd of February. Joining us on the line now to preview that is the show's director, Kim Morgan. Morena, Kim, great to have you with us. Morena, Jim. Thank you so much, Jeff, for having us on. Well, you know, here we are. Um, I'm glad to be able to be talking with you about something that is planned to go ahead under the red light setting. That must have been, I guess, one of the first considerations uh, when the government made its announcement the other day as to how you can make this work. But I guess the outdoor setting helps, right? It does indeed. And to be honest, we knew trying to mount a season mid-pandemic that this was a likelihood, if not a certainty. So while we would like to have bigger audiences, we've always had this contingency plan in place. So we simply had to action it now that we can play for a maximum of 100 people. We'll be having a reservation system, free online set up so people can book in spots. I believe as of this weekend, we're still working out the final nuts and bolts on that. And uh, we were using the My Vaccine Pass system all along, so it's just a matter of tweaking a little bit. But as current regulations stand, we believe we can play for 100 people for each show in the Upper Botanic Gardens. Fantastic. All right, we'll talk about those logistics in a moment. But let's talk about this performance. And isn't it wonderful? Yeah. We're bringing Dunedin Summer Shakespeare together again for another Shakespeare work, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Where would you place this and how would you characterise A Midsummer Night's Dream amongst Shakespeare's other works? It is one of his best-known comedies, and for good reason. It is a beautiful, whimsical piece, which can veer from complete, light-hearted joy to some productions will take it to a darker, more ominous, nightmarish place. That is not us at all. We are very much embracing the joy, the wonder, and the magic that this play holds in its characters, its stories, and its language. And even though we had planned to do this last year and deferred for a year because of the pandemic, now is the perfect time. I think we all could use a little bit of joy in our life, and this play has it. Cannot wait. Now, uh, with the company, I guess you, there's some returning faces, there's some new people coming into the mix as well. I know you can't walk through all of the parts for us, but tell <laughs> us a little bit about your cast. Absolutely. We are a pro-am company, so we have a mix of 21 professional and amateur actors ranging from high school through seasoned pros, and probably at least half of this year's company audiences will have seen over the last two years. So a new face for us are our fairy king and queen, Matt Wilson, who just picked up an award uh, for Best Actor in End of the Golden Weather. He will be playing Oberon, and the amazing Barbara Power will be playing our Titania. Nick Tipa is coming back. He was our Romeo two years ago. He will be playing Bottom in this production. We also have fan favorite Phil Grieve coming back as Quince. And we have my cohort in arms, one of the Weird Sisters co-founder, and actually the idea originated with her for the entire festival, Jessica Latin will be playing our phenomenal puck in this production. So a lot of great talent on board. Now, we have a new venue uh, this year, the Upper Dunedin Botanic Garden. Tell us more about the location and why you chose it. 
the intention has always been that this would be something of a movable feast. We would always play free and outdoors whenever possible. We do have rain venues booked if need be. But we would move around based on whatever best suited the play. So we were at Woodhall Gardens for Romeo and Juliet, and that worked very well for us, despite the air brakes coming down State Highway 1 <laughs> and lots of family festivities with picnics. And we decided to stay there last year for our abbreviated season of scenes so that it would be familiar for audiences. But this year, we are so excited to be in the native cultivar garden at the Upper Botanic Garden. So above the rhododendron dell and the daffodil fields, there's a beautiful native New Zealand garden, which really suits this play. It's enclosed, so a little bit quieter, and we're setting this as we try for all of our productions, a distinctly New Zealand production of Shakespeare. So it just holds a play about escaping into a forest so very, very well. I suppose one of the things that an outdoor setting allows you to do is to be a bit creative and imaginative in terms of how you incorporate the natural setting into the story itself. It does indeed. Now, at Woodhall, we were able to scale the odd tree or other for Juliet's balcony. Mostly our Romeo was doing the scaling. We will not be doing that at the Upper Botanic Gardens. We are staying out of the flower beds. But the surroundings really magnify the language and the lush setting of this production. It also gives us a chance to play a bit with whimsy. It's a nice manicured lawn. What can we do with that to add a little bit of fairy magic? And I don't want to give too much away, but our company of fairies will be spiking the area with some extra bits of magic and glitter as the play progresses. So it's a really wonderful space for us with a beautiful view that so complements Shakespeare's vision. I suppose uh, along with the opportunities come a few challenges with uh, performance outdoors. Um, Not every actor will have had that experience. It will be something that you'll be coaching people through. It is indeed, and we have an abbreviated season this year, so if I could ask for anything else, it would be more time for vocal training outdoors, but it's an exceptional skill, both for our pros who are constantly working and for our up-and-comers to learn projection, sustaining breath, how to animate a large space and still make it feel like a private conversation. And we always have wind, rain, other natural obstacles. So my co-conspirators, Jessica and Laura McGregor, is the third of our trio. All three of us are very much of the belief if you can play well these characters and this language in an outdoor setting dealing with those natural obstacles, then you can do any kind of theater. It's the best training possible. From an audience member's perspective, I can recall for the Romeo and Juliet production that, you know, the whole time I was kind of pinching myself saying, you know, isn't it great that this is happening? Why hasn't it happened before? Um, and, uh, well, you know, it, it's it's something, fingers crossed, I imagine you would be hoping would, would become a regular part of the summer here in Otipoti. Absolutely. We have made a commitment to an annual program in Otipoti, Dunedin, and this is our third year. We didn't plan on a pandemic hitting just a few weeks after we finished our first season, and we have, Touchwood, been very fortunate thus far. We finished our second shortened season a few hours before a level shift. We plan for one this year, so we realize we may have to adapt as we go forward. We're looking into live streaming other things, but we absolutely want to be part of the summer fabric of this wonderful city, 
And credit where due, there was some Shakespeare in past. We believe it fell by the wayside in the 90s or the aughts. So we're bringing something back to Dunedin that we really believe in. And I know a lot of people in the city are excited to see. The season is the 3rd to the 13th of February. Performances Thursdays and Fridays at 6pm, Saturdays and Sundays at 4pm. That's still the plan, Kim? That is indeed the plan, and weather permitting, we will at noon each day make an announcement if we foresee a shift to an alternate venue for rain, but we've been pretty lucky thus far, and we will only shift if the weather is dire. Now, you mentioned at the outset uh, that it's going to be necessary to limit numbers to each performance to 100, so there's going to be some very lucky people uh, at those performances each time, and you're anticipating... Uh, some sort of reservation system, how will that work? We will, by this weekend, post on social media, so we're both on Facebook and Instagram. We'll also make sure that we send out through our regular marketing channels, so to you, the ODT, the STAR, anyone we've spoken to, information on what the link is. It's an absolutely free system where people can go to book a spot. We will take a 100 seats for each show, and then we'll also have a small wait list beyond that, just in case we have a few cancellations or no-shows, but we obviously want and need to abide by the government regulations, so we are capped at 100 people maximum for each performance. That does not include the cast, which can be unmasked, so we'll ask our patrons if they prefer to please stay masked during the show, and they must be seated and separated by a meter, but fortunately we're outdoors, so we chose the best possible venue to play with the new regulations. Great to hear that uh, it can work. Great to hear that you've been thinking creatively about how to make it work. Dunedin Summer Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, between the 3rd and the 13th of February at the Upper Dunedin Botanic Garden. Can't wait. Uh, Kim Morgan, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the Awesome Morning Show. All the best. Thank you so much, Jeff. Really appreciate it. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.